Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the life hacks that they demand. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Death Ghoul Walski. Ooh, Ooh good. I'm, I'm not gonna... No. I'm Louisa Heron. I'm not gonna try and scramble to come up with a Halloween name and do the same one I do every year, because Louisa I put it in there. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. I put I put my Twitter name as Hom Matt Seidel Maney Matt. <laughs> That's, that's a, a big stretch, huh? You're, that's getting into, like, Simpsons season 30. Like, I don't want yeah. Matt groaning again. Yeah. Hey, that's pretty good. Bat frowning? I guess. I've definitely done bat and rat for my first days in the past. So, oh, I don't know. Good. Black cat heron? Is that anything? No. No. Apparently not. <laughs> rat king? Can you work that into it? That's a pretty creepy hmm. concept. That's a the Christmas is, concept. Okay. Wait. Oh, oh, that... No, that's a mouse king, Jeff. Oh, yeah. The rat king is far grosser and probably <laughs> fictitious. Yep. Probably. Uh, Hold on. Probably fictitious? The idea of a rat king where a nest yes. of rats all get their tails tied together? Clearly fictitious. Well, they found... There was yeah, they a have real some one, in museums. They, mm. There was a real living one of squirrels in... Canada, like, five or six years ago. Hmm. <laughs> so deal with that. I don't... Squir- I, squirrels are just athletic rats. That's I true. I, I don't know how to say this in a way that won't turn into a fight, but I don't believe you even a little bit. <laughs> uh, that's fine. I don't care. Okay. But, like, they, oh, it, it was in the news, and they talked about it at length on Stop Podcasting Yourself, because yeah. it was, like, near where Graham grew up that they found it. Mm. The thing I, is, though, I believe it was baby squirrels, and yes. I think... Any squirrels will stop that from being a problem once they get old enough to move around. To gnaw their own tails off. <laughs> I uh, well, I believe in in king slimes, where a bunch of slimes get together and make a big slime with a crown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and you get so much fucking experience for those things. So good. Right? Oh man! Uh, Except the metal, the metal king, king slimes. slimes. Yes. Only take one <laughs> damage and each hit, and they have nine hundred health. Ugh. Yep. Oh man, that's so breakable in Dragon Quest Ten. Yes, I love that. You go to that slime island. Yes, mm-hmm. and that that one slime guy has has the abil- has that ability, which means he always hits metal things, and he's got the boomerang, so he can hit like forty times. Oh, so good. Yes, I love watching them bounce around on the map. They came up with a really pleasing design in the three D games for them to look like giant bee bags. Yeah, the yep. the slime is already like. I would say iconic, like one of the best monster designs of like the 20th century. Like we all look at it and we're like, yeah, that is the basic RPG enemy. Translating it into 3D, they knocked it out of the goddamn park. (laughs) I mean, in general, aesthetically, I feel like Dragon Quest has been pretty on point as a series. I love Drakis so much. I love having Drakis on it. Yes. I, they, like, just the guy who could only draw different versions of Gohan somehow made, like, all of the cutest little round monsters for you to fight in the beginning of an RPG. <laughs> and they always have the best names. They come up with the greatest, like, mm-hmm. variant names on the same thing. Ugh, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the localization team, since they went back to making it, like, goofy, fake European, very yeah. smart. Very good idea. I'm glad they do it. I do also like how they have, like, 
every other character be Cockney. (laughs) 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 Well, I lived in 10 where your childhood sweetheart in your little hometown has an extremely south coast of England uh, country bumpkin accent. Like, you have to know England to know that that's the right accent for that. Yep. I want to specify for the audience so we don't get any mad tweets. Uh, 10 was not really, this is 11 we're talking about. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. It's 11 I'm thinking of. No, it's fine. Um, Someone was going to tweet at us. I know they were. Not me. I'm safe. You know know that part where uh, in 11 where you get to make wishes by killing the same guy over and over again? (laughs) I don't think I got that far. It's like like post-end game like power leveling stuff but um one of the wishes is that you can choose to marry you can wish to marry your childhood sweetheart Mm -hmm. uh but apparently in i guess louisa you played the expanded edition it doesn't have to be her yeah you can choose to marry the other members of your party which is so fucking weird yeah i married eric except (laughs) of course we're not really married we're just good friends who live in the same house together Uh (laughs) you're both confirmed bachelors exactly (laughs) But it's very cute. They have a little... Whoever you, quote-unquote, marry, you go up to the top of the um, nearby mountain, too, and then you have, like, a conversation about life with... It's very cute. I just think it's so fucking weird, because all of the other wishes are like, I wish to have the ultimate sword. Mm -hmm. Or, like, I wish to be able to kill things with my mind, or whatever. Like, you could have married any of these people by just asking them, asshole. (laughs) No, it has to be a wish. He had to wish for gay marriage to be legal. (laughs) I like that as a mechanic, though, because it lays it out for you. Do you want the best sword? If you only want to do this special trial once, then yeah, probably. But if you want to keep doing it a bunch of times, if you're that kind of person, then yeah, get, get some extra weird stuff in there, too. Yeah, I do like that. Isn't one of them, like, changing your outfit or something? Yeah. <laughs> one of them you can get uh. that uh, girly mag that the old guy likes. Oh, yeah, that's so weird. Doesn't <laughs> yeah. it, like, unlock his ultimate power move or something, though? I think maybe. The trouble is, by the time you're at the end of the game, you don't care about people's ultimate power moves yeah, anymore. That's true. The issue is Master Roshi won't train you until you collect the nudie mags. Yeah, that, that dude is just Master Roshi except <laughs> short. Master Roshi is short. No, he's like gangly. He's like skinny and I guess, he, I mean, he's not as tall as Adult he's taller than Krillin. Yeah, Listen, yeah, that's true. He's taller than Krillin. Yeah. Krillin's a short king, we all agree. <clears throat> yes, Krillin is the best character on Dragon Ball Z. Anyway. See the purple guy? No, he's uh, the uh, the little guy with the dots on his forehead. <laughs> doesn't help me. Okay. He's got a shaved head. He's the size of little... Is he a human? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, he definitely <laughs> is human. Well, I mean, are any of them human? They all shoot laser beams out of their hands. <laughs> Or yeah, but he's the only or... one that he's the only human that learned to shoot laser beams by being extremely good at karate instead of being an an alien. No, I think I agree with Louisa. Krillin is dancer for sure. <laughs> <laughs> huh, okay, so anyway, Louisa, what'd you do this week? Uh, this week, I got all caught up on the this season of what we do in the shadows. Mm. I'm just mentioning it because we're recording this on Halloween, and this Ooh, seems like an appropriate oh, yeah. Halloween kind of thing. This is coming out after Halloween, so all our talk of Halloween names and Jeff calling himself Gorewalski or whatever. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll edit it and post it today. You don't know. <clears throat> I do know that you won't. <laughs> well, now Besides, we talk about you. We talk about monsters year round. This is in character for us. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the show is very good. Uh, this is their third season. 
Uh, yeah. I know both of you guys watch it, but I don't think you're caught up on this season. I have not. No, I've watched a couple. Three. I've watched a couple of the first episodes of season three, but I'm not caught up. Okay, uh, I recommend this show to anyone who liked the movie, and if you haven't watched the movie, I recommend watching it and finding out that you like it, and then you'll like the show too. It'll be great. The show is better than the movie. Is this a controversial opinion? No, I think that's normal. I agree. I think the okay. greatest benefit of the show is that there's more of it than the movie, and so like, Hon- they're just as good at making it, except they can go a lot farther with jokes. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the best part about the show is Nadia who yes. isn't a character at all. Like, all of the other characters in the show are kind of just American versions of the characters from the movie. Um, but the only woman in the movie is extraordinarily misogynistic, as like, misogynistically written as a character. To the point where I watched it again not that long ago, and I was like, holy fuck, like, <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> Like, she's enthralled to one of the vampires, so she just does all of the housework for them. That's not great, to have your only female character in your movie be a a magically enslaved housewife. That's bad, right? Yeah, they probably realized the uh, optics were not as uh, lightly ribbing the vampire tropes as they probably... Yeah. hoped to do with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and even in the show, there is only one uh, female main character, even though there's five main characters. So you think they could have yeah. got two in there, which they yeah. didn't. But this season they have introduced... Um, oh, what's her name? Kristen Schaal. Kristen Schaal as another oh. vampire. Oh. Oh. That's fun. So, yeah, they actually introduced her in the but... first season as the assistant to the like Council of Vampires, but she's a lot more active this season. Yeah, she is. It's very good. She wears a different hat in like every scene, which I really like. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I thought the first couple episodes of this season were a little bit less interesting than I wanted them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so no real spoiler. Well. I guess minor spoilers for the beginning of the of season three, but uh, the premise is that the the main characters of the show have become the leaders of the Council of Vampires for New York City area, um, and that introduces like some bureaucratic stuff they have to get involved in, which is not interesting to me at all. <laughs> I feel like it really picks up and they get into some good stuff. Uh, one interesting thing they've done this season is change how they pair up different characters for mm-hmm. like plot lines, which is very fun, I think. Yeah, Laszlo and um, Craig Robinson. No, Colin. not Craig. Colin Robinson hanging out together. It was very funny. Yeah, that is very good. Uh, yeah, so it's a great show. Uh, you can get it on Hulu. I think the whole thing, if you have Hulu. And probably elsewhere. Yeah, they they put them on Hulu the day after they air on TV, so that's where I usually watch them. And the, this third season ended Friday, so now you can watch all the episodes. Uh, right. And they have been renewed for a fourth season, so in the future we will have them back. All right. Yep. So that's my recommendation for Halloween and post-Halloween for everyone. Uh, Jeff, what did you do this week? Uh, I have been eating a lot of candy this week. <laughs> um, I so Candy corn? Uh, yeah, candy corn is in there for sure. Um, is it? Why? Because it's good. It's good. Yeah, candy corn is good. Uh, I also like all the other uh, candy corn adjacent like weird flavored waxes that you can eat. Uh, like those mallow pump- pumpkins uh-huh. or whatever. 
Yeah, those got, things are co- great. The mallow, the mallow cream uh, uh, candy caramel apples I, I had, mm. too. They're goddamn delicious. The caramel apple flavored candy corn. Ah. Caramel. Okay, yep, got it. Yeah. Sorry, I had to translate that. <laughs> There's too many ideas in that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> last night, I ate, like, a bunch of now and laters, but... Oh. <laughs> you didn't have them now and they, later, you just had them all now. <laughs> they just... They, they weren't... Did they change the recipe or like now and later's usually it was like this is too hard to chew and so yeah. i have to wait until later like the candy wants me to these ones yeah. it was like there was maybe like a little bit of resistance in the middle of the candy but they were chewable mm. right from the start can i just say my teeth hurt just thinking about this oh, my yeah. teeth hurt my teeth hurt a lot doing it so <laughs> uh, but it's worth it because i love to eat candy it's weird how many candies have different names across the world, so you can't tell that they're all the same thing. Like, now and later's Laffy Taffy's Airheads, those are all just sugar taffy. They're but... different, though. <laughs> they are different <laughs> texture really. I like barely, though. Like, it's a, uh, a degree of cooking. There's a difference. There's a graininess to an airhead that I really, yes. really like. It tastes like like you can taste the individual sugar in it. <laughs> Fair enough. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know how the, why the textures are different, because they are, as you say, just sugar paste, but, like, they're so different. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's why candy making is complicated, because you have to have a thermometer to get to an exact degree to get the result you want. Laffy Taffy tastes like a knockoff of a real candy. Yeah, Taffy. No, real I mean, taffy. like, it is the brand name, though. Yeah. But it sucks. Yeah. Laffy Taffy is good, actually. It's Except for banana flavor. That yeah. can go fucking straight to Here's hell. Here's the thing, though. Banana's, like, the main <laughs> goddamn flavor. I know. People, yeah. they sell bags of just the banana one. Gross. What kind of psychopaths are in this world? <laughs> I get it when it's the banana runts. Sometimes no. you just want to eat fistfuls of banana runts. <laughs> no! Never! <laughs> uh... It's very good. Um, it yeah. It, it, what is your favorite Halloween candy, Louisa? First, then that. Um, I like those little bites of uh, Milky Way Midnight, and I guess my second choice would be regular mini Milky Ways. But Milky Way Midnight is really where it's at. Here's the problem. My favorite, a hundred percent, is the um, Take Five bars. Mm-hmm. Wow! But they. Definitely are not allergy friendly in any way, so I can never yeah. get them to hand out on Halloween. But God, I want them. <laughs> yeah, I have a bag of those right now. So good. I, I don't even mind the peanuts in them, which I don't usually like in a candy. Yep. Mm. So good. Take five buyers are the best. Jeff, what's yours? God, it's just I like so much of it. Um, probably overall, it's gonna have to be a variant of the Nerds candy called Big Chewy Nerds. Oh, yes. Those (laughs) are great. Uh, They're pretty good. They slightly rebrand them around Easter time as uh, Nerds Jelly Beans, but, like, they do also, like, make them taste more Jelly Bean-ish. But, yeah, I... The Big Chewy Nerd, it's sort of like a Skittle, but the candy coating is Nerds. Um, Like, solid Nerds coating. I'm surprised that you chose a fruity one, because I feel like... If you're going to pick a favorite Halloween candy, even though I love fruit-flavored candies, like, there is a 
a point of diminishing returns and it might be after one <laughs> like i don't know if i mean i guess i could eat a fistful of skittles or whatever but fistful you know, of skittles I, is my favorite <clears throat> western yeah definitely <laughs> uh but it's about bowling in nova scotia <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, Deep cut Canadian humor for everyone. <clears throat> Nova Scotia's in the West. This all makes sense. No, it's not. <laughs> it's in the East. <laughs> I gambled wrong. I was thinking of Prince Edward Island. Damn it. <laughs> That's also That's the also East. East. Shit. What am I thinking of then? Vancouver Island? No, yeah, no, 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 no. There's someone named after some. There's one named after Victoria? No. <laughs> it's fine. I'll think about it. Okay. Baffin? Baffin Island is no. in the West? <laughs> Well, it's named after someone, and it's an island on the west coast of Canada. I don't know what you want. Puffins live there. (laughs) That's what I know about Baffin. That's the Um, locks that you feed to Pokemons? What? (laughs) I was waiting how long we could go without anybody saying anything. Yeah, I thought I had disconnected. (laughs) Tala? (laughs) I don't understand at all. Poppins or whatever... Yeah, what are they it's, called? It's puffins, Poffins, I don't remember. Poffins? Yeah. Uh, that was the worst part of Pokemon. <laughs> Agreed. <clears throat> I don't understand why they keep on wanting us to feed things to Pokemon. No one likes that, right? I did kind of like feeding curry to Pokemon. Why? Well, it's I guess, I guess it's just such a waste of time. I could be catching them all. But the curry would heal them. <clears throat> When so, so with the area. items you buy. Yeah, I don't care at the curry. But it was exciting <laughs> later in the game when you have a lot of supplies and you're like, I just caught this Pokemon. I'm, I know you can't catch its evolved form in the wild, so I'm just gonna give it a bunch of candies right now and make it evolve. Yep, mm-hmm. I love it. That's how I'm catching them all. Yep, by cheating. Yeah. The problem is, I want to have my Pokedex have all the different forms of all of the Pokemon. Yeah. So, like, I want to have a... It's hard with those Alcremies. you got to spin around in different directions to get the different I flavors. I know. And you got to get all the different berries. you got to trade with other people. Ugh. Yeah. You're, the worst. Just, you're just out there catching Spinda in all of the, like, one million possible randomized patterns. God. No, I'm not that crazy. I'm not going to do all the <laughs> unknown letters or whatever. That one's at least attainable. There's, like... Only 26 that you can get, and then a couple that are secret. <laughs> I was afraid Jeff wouldn't remember how many letters were in the alphabet. Well, second. I almost <laughs> said that there were 30 because there's question mark, exclamation point, oh, and yeah. like a couple other ones. Mm. <laughs> Omega, I don't know. Sure. Uh, anyway. anyway, Matt, what did you do this week? Speaking of video games Yay. and the unknown. Yay! Mm, I have been playing the hot new indie video game that is taking the world by storm. Uh-huh. Uh, the The game is called Inscription, uh, and everyone's been talking about it because it's by a pretty unknown uh, guy. He did one one big game before, which was Pony Island, um, and it's like a it's like a horror ish trading card game that is actually another game, and also another game. (laughs) It's very hard to describe. The game begins with you playing cards uh, against a man you cannot see anything except his glowing eyes in the darkness. Uh, And all of the cards are sepia-toned photographs of animals with different stats written on them. Hmm. Um, And you seem to be trapped in a log cabin that there's a storm outside and this sort of insane 
violent man is forcing you to play cards against him. Um, and so from that start, you assume a lot of things about what's going on that a lot of them end up not being true. Eventually the cards start talking to you, uh, and reveal to you that there are secrets that you can uncover in the cabin. And once you uncover those secrets, you can use them to escape the cabin? Question mark. Um, it's very bizarre. It's very good. Uh, it's a great way. It's a great uh, usage of a very good mechanical game, like a simple but good mechanical setup mm -hmm. uh, as an undercurrent to an otherwise extremely dense plot. Yeah. I, okay. I could engage with just that initial card game forever. <laughs> it's so compelling, and the fact that it's like, uh, if you die, you start over, and there's different bonuses and random cards you can get. Like, some of the combos you can build are incredible. Like, you can eventually uh, get tools that give, like, permanent bonuses to uh, all cards of a certain type. Uh, and yep. so you can give like a permanent bonus to the free dumb squirrel card that sucks that makes it so whenever one of them dies it gets added back into your hand and you can play them for free and just keep playing them forever yep oh boy or if you sacrifice a squirrel you get three blood That's which the is the one, currency yeah. you can use to cast other spells so you can get infinite blood and just wipe the board so there are some fun combos, and every time you're like, okay, I've definitely mastered this mechanic, and I can easily beat everything that's thrown against me, then you uncover the next sort of piece of lore of the game, and then the mechanic expands four times as big as it was before, and then you have to like incorporate that into the way you play. So it's it's a great way in which the mechanics feed into the story and vice versa, I think. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. I, well, it sounds uh, good. It sounds good and complicated, so I think I would have to play it to know what you're talking about. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah, it, it's the... I don't know if I've quite gotten all the way out to the, like, final external layer of meta-narrative, <laughs> uh, but there's there's a bunch of, like... You know, you discover, well, it's a thing within a thing within a thing type of thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just got to a part that seems to have gone back down into a deeper level of the meta narrative again. I don't know if you got mm. that far yet, Jeff, but you, 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 it feels like the beginning of the game is you digging your way out from under a big mountain of stuff that's going on, uh, and then I got all the way out from under that mountain, and then I had to go back down deeper under the mountain in a different direction to find out something else, so... Hmm. Excellent. Now, I, I'm currently at the part where you, uh, I believe, that you indicated where it gets four times more complicated. Okay, yes. After that part, it does something else again. <laughs> yeah, I recommend this game. It's, uh... God, what, it's 10% off right now on Steam, but it's only, like, what? Uh, it's like $14 or something? Yeah, it's cheap. I don't know if it's on Switch or anything. It's $18 on Steam right now, normally 20 Pretty good. Yep. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. Uh, I love trading card games, and this is one of the best ones I've played in a long time. This yeah. is probably the best one I've played since Monster Train. Oh, that is also on sale. I should probably get it. Uh, there's... Yeah. there's um, if you're hesitant to get a 
computer game because you don't like to play games on your computer. This is a good one for it because pretty much everything you do is controlled with your your mouse cursor. Uh, yeah. I found it actually a little difficult to play with a controller until I switched to the Steam controller, which has a little like mouse trackpad on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you use the W A S and D thing to walk around the cabin a few times, but the vast majority of the game is uh, clicking on cards. Yeah, and using the keys to walk around the cabin is a lot easier than using a joystick, anyway. <laughs> yes. Fair enough. Um, but the the best part, the game shines its best when you uncover things, allies and and stuff that are helping you who are clearly very afraid to be helping you, um, <laughs> because it heightens that tension of like what what is going on here and should I be afraid? And it doesn't re- resort to that thing of like jumping out at you or having horribly gruesome things like mm-hmm. there are hints at gruesome things i was telling louisa probably the grossest goriest part is uh one of the mechanics that's introduced extremely early on is the way that you track who is winning the card game is by uh this this shadow man puts gold teeth on either side of a little scale uh whenever you do damage to him he puts gold teeth on his side and if it gets all the way to the bottom he loses uh, he introduces a mechanic where once per game, uh, there's a pair of pliers on the table and you can use it to rip out one of your own teeth and put it on the scale to, to, uh, give yourself a tiny advantage, but you don't actually ever see you doing it. You just see the pliers sort of being inserted into the camera and then a tooth comes out. No, no, thank you. Yeah. Uh, the same, uh, very similar thing happens with, uh, when you discover a knife whose intended purpose is not told to you. Yes. <laughs> um, but anyway, these are all, uh, more of a aesthetic of dread rather than a gory, bloody, disgusting blob that you often see in horror games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. <sighs> all right. I mean, honestly, the scariest thing in the game is probably a camera. Yes, so. God, the camera's scary. Especially <laughs> once you figure out what's going on with it. Oof. Yep. Okay, so let's get into the wiki. So what? Uh, not wiki. Jesus, what game? What year are we doing? <laughs> oh no, we travel back in time on Halloween. <laughs> yes, that's the thing that happens on Halloween, right? Yeah, that's one of many um, things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what we do on this show is. We put a random word into the WikiHow suggested articles page so we can see a list of articles people have asked for on WikiHow related to that word. And today, the random word we got was partner. Woo! Swing dancing. Mm. Yep. <clears throat> There's nothing about uh, swing dancing, is there? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, how, to, how, do you, how to swing your partner round and round. Yeah. How to hold a salsa dance partner. Ooh. That's on here. Ooh. Uh, I would say lusciously. Close. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, in all formal dancing, I'm trying to think of how to describe it, all formal ballroom dancing, question mark, Mm -hmm. you hold the partner in exactly the same way, don't you? Nope. Absolutely not. Well. (laughs) I I believe salsa is one of the ones that you use that that sort of standard frame that you're talking about, Mm -hmm. Louisa. But like in the lambada, you have to have your whole your whole ass body mm. pressed up against their whole ass body because you lead. Dance. 
Yeah, but, you lead with, like, the way that your body moves more than with your arms like you do in a lot of other uh, ballroom. Even for that one, you hold your hands in the same position, correct? Um, no, no you put uh, them right in the butthole. Yeah, it's true. You have to put both hands. <laughs> oh, man. There's also that one where you hold, like, you hold hands with both hands. You've seen that, I'm sure. Square dancing. No. Um. Like, okay, so the standard frame you're talking about is, like, the lead, the leader has his hand, has their hand on the other person's hip, mm-hmm. and the follower has their hand on the other person's shoulder, yeah. and then their other hands are being held out at, at, at shoulder height at a distance, right? Yes, yes. But there's the other one where you hold hands with both hands and you sort of sort of just stand squared off with one another, like a square dance, <laughs> like you're like you're uh, grappling. I mean, kind of, but like <laughs> you clap and bow each to each other. <laughs> <laughs> but you, having your hands like that is is a lot easier to do tricks and stuff. Like swing dancing is that way because if you tried to like you know throw a girl between your legs or whatever while you had your hand on her hip you would break your legs probably <laughs> well my, I cannot she puts her a... hand on my hip I put my hand on her dip, hip and then you did, oh, I you, dip God, you, you, you revealed your hand early. too early Jeff yeah I dipped too early and I fell over <laughs> yep um, can you give an example of a dance that starts this way I literally cannot picture yeah I just did about. swing dancing <laughs> Yeah, but no like, fighting game grappling. Where you're standing and holding hands with somebody. <laughs> that sounds so weird to me. Okay, imagine you are standing mm-hmm. and you've got your elbows at, at 90 degrees so your your hands are straight out in front of you, right? Like you're a robot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, another person is standing in front of you and they put their hands on top of your hands. Like you're playing I, that slap game. Kind of, but okay. your hands aren't together, they're apart. They're, like, shoulder width apart. Yeah. Yes. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then, one of you grasps the hands of the other one. Hmm, okay. Okay? Yeah. And then music starts playing. <laughs> Hold on. What is... Now, what is music? <laughs> it's getting too complicated. <laughs> now, because you're just holding hands with both hands instead of only one, like you do in other types of ballroom, it means that I can or the leader, whoever it is, can send you turning in either direction. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yes. I so think so. That that's why that's important for swing dancing. There is that there are moves in swing dancing where you go into what's called like the, the inner grip where where it's your hand on the hip and you dip and dip and dip. Yeah. Uh, but that is like <laughs> yep. That is that is not the, the the most normal way that you hold hands that you hold your dance partner. Okay, that seems very complicated to me. That's fine. I don't know anything about dance. Well, it's it would be this whole ten minute explanation would take <laughs> one second if we yeah. were in the same room. Wait, hold yes. on. I don't believe in dancing. That's the opinion I'm going to take. Oh, uh, Jeff's uh, okay. Kevin Bacon, come in here and beat the shit out of Jeff. <laughs> Yeah, dancing dancing killed my daughter. That's what yes. happens in that movie, right? Son, I think. It's his son I that thought died. it was the wife! Am I crazy? No, dancing no, killed his entire family. He becomes the Joker for dancing. Yeah, in the sequel, dancing comes back to take its revenge on him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Footloose 2, dancing comes back. 
Oh, man. It's no, it's definitely right? his... It's a big dance tornado. It's definitely his son, because his daughter is the one that wants to dance but can't, because... Right. And then right. Kevin Bacon comes back to to teach them all how to yeah, dance. They all catch the yeah. dancing madness. <clears throat> yep. The dancing plague of the 1600s. Oh, <laughs> man. That sad. That's sad when you realize it's a bacterial infection that destroys your brain. No, not that one. Okay. The yeah, one that was one. just, that like, was a group psychosis. Oh, okay. I mean, it was still sad, because everyone danced till their feet fell off, literally. <laughs> but, uh, it's not as bad as it was... Uh, well, St. Vitus Dance is the colloquial mm. name of that disease. Yes, that's the one that's an actual, like, infection. Yeah. But there was also the Dancing Plague, which was just, like, people were so sad that they went crazy and danced, and then other people saw the dancing, and that made them go crazy and start dancing. <laughs> Guys, like, mm, I want some of that. I don't want to be the last yeah. one on my block to die of I dancing. Mean, <laughs> honestly, if you were like, well, every, every child I've ever had died, and I'm starving to death anyway, the person over there who's dancing looks happy. <laughs> if I just lost my mind, I could be happy too. I get it. Yeah. Did, did you know that this is happening on uh, with TikTok right now? Yes, I was just talking to Jen about how weird it is that that's happening again in the modern age. Oh, man. Louisa, have you heard about this? Barely. Tell Uh, me more. It's, so, it's an issue where people are sharing uh, symptoms of uh, conditions where you have a tick, such as Tourette's Syndrome, Mm -hmm. on TikTok, and other people are developing those tics from watching the TikToks. Yeah. TikTok, it it all comes together. Yeah, I was gonna say, it is (laughs) fucking bonkers that the vehicle by which this is happening is TikTok. Yeah. Like, could you have gotten it more on the nose? Oh, yeah. (laughs) That is fun. I like that. (laughs) Jeff's on board now. (laughs) Yeah, no, I like it. I'm gonna... I'm gonna go start yelling frog or whatever the main word they yell in the TikToks is. How long before someone writes a right-wing think piece about how this was China's real plan with TikTok to give American teenagers horrible diseases? Um, Louisa, yeah. I can't tell if you're joking, but that <laughs> has already happened for sure. Oh, I read it. It's man. terrible. Havana Syndrome, but something about China instead? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Having a TikTok account is the syndrome. <laughs> God damn it. Wowzers. You can be a Facebook boomer, Jeff. (laughs) How to romance your partner is simultaneously very sweet and very depressing. Yeah. Like, just do things that they want you to do. Yeah, that's the thing. Everyone's like... Everyone wants a list, like, well, you rent this type of movie and you get them this type of bouquet. But the idea of romance is that you find out what that person specifically wants. That's the only way it's romantic. So you do have to put the work in. If they're your partner, here's the thing. I've known so many people who fucked up relationships because they don't do this thing that's, like, the most obvious, which is when you're talking to your partner and they express that they like something remember that yeah and then later do it yeah (laughs) that's it that's all of romance i remembered (laughs) when you said your favorite halloween candy was this and then i bought you some at the store Mm -hmm. now louisa has forgotten what both jeff and my favorite (laughs) well i didn't want to imply a romantic connection with either one of you thank you here's the thing though (laughs) i literally did this candy trick recently and Mm -hmm. 
you know, it's very, it's greatly appreciated. Of course. Yes. It's a great idea. Everyone likes the, the things they like. <laughs> yeah. Everyone likes people to remember the things they like because it means that you are, that they think you're important. Yeah. You know, even though I hate him, Kevin James had a pretty good stand-up comedy bit about that, where he's like, if you just remember something, your wife will be so impressed. Which mm-hmm. is like your wife telling some story about, so I had my hair done this way. And he's like, oh, with the pink barrettes? And then mm-hmm. he has this whole thing about her having like a mental breakdown because he remembered that. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, <laughs> yes, though. Also, yes. Who uses pink barrettes? Well, you know, the what idea of a woman. <laughs> anyway. Point being, yeah, remember things about your partner. They find that romantic. It's really bizarre, though, because this kind of thing, asking WikiHow how to romance your partner, Mm -hmm. or asking for advice on being more romantic with your partner, is so much harder than, like, all you would need to do is do the same thing that you're doing to WikiHow, but to your partner. Just ask them, like, what are the things you like? (laughs) Yeah. What are the things you like? And then all you have to do is remember it. (laughs) It gets tricky, though, in that... People want to assume that you already remember, so if you just come out and say it very bluntly, hey, I don't remember what you like, why don't you tell me? That can come off as kind of callous and anti-romantic, so you have to do it carefully. Can we talk about this in relation to birthdays real quick? Yes. Yes. If you know someone's birthday already, great. But if you ever forget someone's birthday, (laughs) there's no good way to to be like, hey, listen. (laughs) Yeah. I forgot this person. I forgot my grandmother's birthday. What am I going to do? Like, I can't tell anyone. I can't admit that because they're like, you fucking monster. You forgot your grandmother's birthday. (laughs) And this is the thing you can't like surreptitiously look up online like everything else in your life. Uh, (laughs) You'll never know. It's true. Well, what if you have an extremely online grandma? Mm, That's That's true. true. (laughs) If if your grandma has been doxxed already... (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, important. Uh, I found it very helpful when everyone was getting vaccinated and people were showing their vaccination cards to just surreptitiously write down when their birthdays were when mm-hmm. I found out through that method. And then you stole their identities. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, it's a good and thing you to remember. your own yeah. fake vaccine card so that you could get into all the concerts you wanted. <laughs> so I can see who's my real friend who remembers that I doctored this fake uh, vaccination card and this isn't my real birthday. <laughs> Do you think there's a market for ca- counterfeit uh, vaccination cards right now? Yes. Yeah, that's why I made that joke, Matt. It would be so easy to counterfeit these things. Yes, of course. Yeah, because they were never intended to be uh, proof of vaccination. Right. Oh, I got my booster shot scheduled for this week. I'm so excited. Nice. Damn. I can't do I'm... mine yet because it hasn't been six months. Yeah. I got, ah. I got my triple vax on September 20th. What? Yeah, weirdly early. Uh, yeah, because I couldn't figure out what the rules were, and when I uh, made my appointment at Rite Aid, <laughs> you said, "Give like, me one of everything." <laughs> yeah, give me one of each. No, they they at Rite Aid, they were like, "We were told in like July that by September twentieth, we could just give boosters to whoever." But we haven't heard anything since then, so I guess we'll ask the pharmacist, and the pharmacist is like, yeah, it's fine. (laughs) See, that's so weird, because I was looking up online about booster shots, and that's how I found out it had to be six months, so not eligible yet, fine. Yeah, not for me. I got Johnson & Johnson. I got that weak (laughs) shit. Yes. 
but, I can't uh, wait for I can't wait to get the good stuff. <laughs> but there's also a whole list on who's eligible to get the booster, and I do not qualify. So obviously I'm gonna lie if they haven't relaxed the restrictions. But like, I thought we had so much vaccine lying around. How come you won't give me half of a dose for a booster, you fuckers? Because they don't really feel bad about it. <laughs> They really want to get those shithead conservatives to finally get it, and they don't yeah. want to be out when somebody shows up. No, oh, just give me that booster. I yeah, just want it's, it. Yeah. It's like how you don't uh, use any of your political capital to accomplish uh, things that you want when your voters vote for you to do them, because you're yeah. holding out. At someday, yeah. you might have to use that political capital to please conservatives. Yeah. <laughs> how to partner with invisible children is confusing to me. <laughs> Uh, I think we're getting in the Halloween spirit, which is the wrong thing, whereas this is probably a charity that helps people, right? Invisible Children is the sequel to the Invisible Man sequel, The Invisible Child. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I love this. Uh-huh. I guess I guess you just have to pay for there to be, like, a billboard in the background of a shot in the movie Invisible Children for your energy drink company or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that might work. Nailed it. Yep. Um, I I think that this is actually a charity that is good and helps good children. I don't know about it. Though. What I don't understand Only is Only good children, though. It's run by Santa Claus. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't help for your children <laughs> of the corn. Oh, well, they bad. might need help, too, Jeff. Well, they're still children. The Great Pumpkin uh, has to help those children. Santa won't help those children. Are you implying that Linus is a child of the corn? I mean, yeah, of can course. Can prove he's not? Yeah, I mean, he is kind of creepy. Yeah. Uh, there's another one on here about a charity, I think, partner with H2O Africa. And I don't really yeah. understand what people mean by partner with, because if it's just, like, getting involved with, they probably have a website, right? No, there's there's that thing where you can be, like, a corporate sponsor of a charity, and then they oh. put your logo on their, uh, their mater- promotional material or whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, again, like... That's what the charity wants, so they probably have information on their website. Yeah, call them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why Don't are you ask asking me. us? Yeah. yeah, how dare you, <laughs> you fuckers. <laughs> how to partner stunt. What does that mean? Um, okay, one of you needs to go and talk to the principal, and the other one needs to go up behind the principal and get down on all fours. God, that's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> It's the ultimate partner stuff, <laughs> obviously. Partner stuff for sure. I was, the other option is one of you backs up and gets ready to run, and the other, like, kind of crouches down and makes your hands into a scoop. And then mm. you're, the person who's running jumps on your hands, and you both go, hook, and you, I don't know, flip them over or throw them over a fence or something? Yep. Can they land on <laughs> your shoulders good. somehow? That seems to be the best way. Ooh, that's very menacing. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, to partner stunt, you need one person to walk very slowly and smoothly down the street while the other mm-hmm. person dances around them. Mm-hmm. That, that sounds so menacing. <laughs> <laughs> That's more partner ghosting, I guess, right? Ghost riding your partner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, we're really Sexual getting into the Halloween spirit today. <laughs> it's sexy and about ghosts, which is everything Halloween is. Exactly. Mm. Um, now one of you needs to be juggling fire while the other one is playing that Is that Flight of the Bumblebee? No, it's not Flight of the Bumblebee, it might be Saber Dance, although I think that's the Men Without Hats song. 
No, that's yeah. a safety dance. If you tried to do the safety really dance the holding opposite. sabers, you would kill yourself. It's really the opposite of a safety <laughs> dance at that point. <clears throat> oh, man. There's a lot of stuff about business partnerships, like how to terminate a partnership, which is incredibly depressing to me. Because if you reach that level, that's bad news. I gotta be honest, when we got the word partner, I thought it would be a lot hornier. Yeah. It's really not. A lot of them are about telling your partner that you have an STD, which is not Like, what was horny? It's caused by horniness. (laughs) That's true. I have a problem that was caused by horniness. Now, let me elaborate. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, those, tell them before you get sexually involved. I know that sucks, but yeah, do that, I guess. To. Yeah. And like, I mean, I guess the idea is that a lot of these are like, you had an STD before you met them or whatever, mm. because the alternative is the pits. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> mm. All right. So sad. Here we go. How to stop one's partner from whining. Uh, <laughs> stop, stop telling them all your, all your STDs. <laughs> Just break up with them. <laughs> this is a bad yeah, relationship. Say, yeah, if you're if you're asking Wiki how how to stop your partner from doing something, and you can't just say, "Hey, cut it out," then you're in a bad relationship, yeah. and you should break up. If you ever uh, derisively behind their back refer to your partner's behavior as whining, I think maybe yeah. you should be alone for a little bit. Yeah. Although, if if you find you're with anyone, a friend, family member who complains a lot. If you can be like, oh, you're right, that does sound hard, you can, like, derail a lot of people that way. Like, they'll suddenly be like, oh, I'm been, I've been hurt. All right, I, I feel foolish for complaining now. I'm going to change the subject. Yeah. It works Is that magically. Yeah, it's it really does, amazing. It seems like it would make your partner resent you. <laughs> well, also, it doesn't, though, though because <laughs> I've had it happen to me where someone's been like, oh, yeah, you're right, that does sound really hard. And I'm like, instantly, I'm like, yeah. Like, I'm done now. I got it, and I'm now done with the complaining. <laughs> How to do yoga warrior two pose with a partner. I feel yoga like if you're warrior. doing yoga with a partner, you should just be fucking. Mm. Yeah. Right? No, it's, yes. a, it's, a, it's, a way to, uh, it's a way to cheat on your husband without cheating on your husband. Hmm, interesting. Elaborate on that? <laughs> Speak on that? Uh, I don't know. It seems like the type of thing that would happen in a prestige drama, and there'd be a lot of breathing. And maybe, mm. like, a kiss in the second-to-last episode. Hmm. <sighs> Kissing while warrior. doing yoga sounds like an absolute nightmare. Anyway, Yoga Warrior <clears throat> Yoga Warrior 2 is my favorite Sega Genesis fighting game. <laughs> That's where you uh, shoot those energy was, balls out of your hands, right? Yeah. It, it was uh, the that character from Street Fighter 2, yeah, his Dalsim spin-off game. Dalsim. There yeah. you go. Yoga Fire. We all remember. <clears throat> yep. Man, that was such a fucking racist game. It, like, they didn't get less racist as time went on. Like, they still make Street Fighters, and they're still like, alright, this time we're gonna do an Arab guy. He's gonna wear the Arab costume that we think of uh, when you think of an Arabic person in a racist cartoon, and he has wind powers. Yeah, or like, yeah, we're gonna do this guy is from Thailand, and he's going to wear a mask like everyone from Thailand does, and also climb on a chain link fence with weird claws. That's Spain, where everyone's Fuck handsome. That's Spain. <clears throat> so what? The mask is to hide how handsome he is. So yes, he's from Spain. Literally, yes. Ah, oh, doesn't Damn he it. Use fucking... the mask to hide that he's pretty, so he doesn't mess up his pretty face. Doesn't he wear, like, a matador uniform? Fuck. Yes, he wears matador pants and a mask. Damn it. 
Mm-hmm. And this uh, game rules, the, actually. The Thailand guy does kickboxing. Oh, oh man. Sense. I hate it. Oh, God. I, um, I feel like the, the video game audience in general has been like, yeah, you know what? They're just so racist towards every nationality and ethnicity that it comes back around to being uh, equality. Yeah, I hate that. I mean, I think it does benefit from being maybe the most racist against white people. Oh, yeah, for sure. All of the bad guys are white people. And Guile is like... (laughs) Guile is like a political cartoon of an American. Yeah, he's got, like, a a big, like, Roman-shaped nose and a huge flat-top haircut and two American flag tattoos. (laughs) <laughs> yes. It's very funny. Uh, if his finishing move was just using a gun, he would be the <laughs> ultimate American character. Yeah. Uh, I, it's the only the only one I feel like really, really weird about is uh, Chun-Li, because I know that there is a not great history between China and Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also, she's one of the heroes. She's one of the cool characters that has like a good backstory, but they do put her in that outfit. Yeah, that's true. I guess. We really don't have to defend Street Fighter, is the thing. We're getting into, like, maybe we should defend it. We don't need to. No, I'm not how defending to, it. How to terminate a partnership. You don't, okay, you don't need to use coded language here. We all know what you mean. You need to meet somebody on a train who also wants to murder mm-hmm. their wife. Mm-hmm. And or then, mother. Or mother. Mm-hmm. And then you can just, uh, if you trade and you have a solid alibi while they're murdering your partner, problem solved. Ooh, but but what, what if on another train someone's uh, severely alcoholic and sees you do the murder from their train? Mm, then you have to throw mama from that train. <laughs> I was doing the girl on the train. I don't know that. It's uh, one of the airport novels from the past. Did she have some kind of tattoo? Because then I could get on board. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the girl with the jagged tattoo on the train. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think what you need to do is step step one to terminate a partnership is invent Skynet. Mm, Okay, love it. Yeah. Go on. Uh, Then Skynet will invent Terminators. Uh huh. And then humans, I think, invent time travel. Skynet steals it. Skynet must have invented time travel, right? Yeah, that feels right, but it feels so unlikely that humans would then be able to steal the time travel from Skynet. They stole Arnold Schwarzenegger from them in the second one. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but, like, they probably just got lucky. He was Here's one what of the I crappy, think. busted old Terminators. I think they were fighting these robots, and each of the robots had the secrets of time travel in their head, and they cut off one of those heads and plugged it into a USB port mm. and stole all of its brain mm. thoughts. No, this was the 90s. It was definitely <laughs> like a serial printer port. Yeah. <laughs> Got like yeah, well, five pins on it. This fits into what we know of robots, which is most of the time when a robot seems super advanced, it's just a person who's hiding behind the machinery mm-hmm. doing all the work. Mm. What else do we know of robots, Louisa? Oh yeah, give us the top mm, 30 laws of robotics. <laughs> uh, they love to eat microchips like they're potato chips. Yes, first mm-hmm. of all. Good. That's true. Yep. They have to take a Scantron Turing test to prove that they are allowed to function in society. I like that it still has to be Scantron, though. Of course. They need a pencil. We can't... It's not like a Voight-Kampf where we're proving that they're not a robot. We know they're a robot, but we have to prove that they're better enough than other robots. (laughs) And the third rule is that if you die in the robot world, you die in real life. 
I mean, that's just true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the robot world is real life, right? This mm-hmm. is a robot world, Uh-oh. and we're all just living in it, am I right? Yeah, Agreed. just in the Matrix. <laughs> okay, we're going back to where it all started, the Matrix. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> like first movie. The trailer of the Matrix 4. <laughs> that was so funny! So <laughs> many guys say go back to the Matrix in your head. <laughs> I... I lo- I'm so looking forward to this one. Yeah, that movie's gonna kick ass. <laughs> I'm absolutely buying into the theory that in this new Matrix, the way they get Neo to not be a superhero is by tricking him into thinking he's a celebrity that stars in movies about the Matrix. Oh, that's cool. I, I like that. I buy that's into good. that. I believe it 100%. Uh, what if they tricked Neo into not being the one by uh, having him star in a video game that everyone thinks is going to be great, but is actually pretty mediocre? Mm. The Matrix Path of Neo, or Enter the Matrix, or The Matrix Online? Cyberpunk 2077. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you were the world's biggest fan of that game in that you thought it was average to pretty good. Yeah, I still think it's pretty good, but I also think it's very funny that, like, everyone was so hype about Keanu Reeves being in it, and he's barely in it, and not very good part of it. I'm still delighted every time I remember that glitch, which meant your character looked totally normal, except their penis was outside of their clothes. (laughs) (laughs) That can't have been a mistake. Somebody did that on purpose. Oh, it's so funny. I saw so many video glitches where it's like, I shot a bad guy as part of a mission, and they turned into a park bench instead of dying. (laughs) That's the best weapon I've ever heard of. Are you kidding me? What the hell? How? Where's the code in your game? Oh, fucking rules. Oh, my God. I've seen so many hilarious glitches, like somebody trying to run away from the cops, I think, but they, like, jump over a dumpster, and then they just keep going up and up into the air forever and disappear. <laughs> oh, fuck. I gotta play that game some more. That game's so good. You have to delete all the patches for it first. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> uh, listen, if you want your video game to be good, you probably shouldn't play it, but if you want your video game to be fun, it's great. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful. Wonderful stuff. How to spot... Oh no, that one's sad. Yeah, don't. Don't read a sad one. No, I won't. How to form a business partnership. Don't, probably, because then when the uh, TV movie about your business starting... Uh, is made, you're gonna have a, a scene where you're having a screaming match with your former best friend about how you need to mm-hmm. dissolve the business, and you're taking over Apple computers now. Yeah, God, I you mean, might end up being played by Jesse Eisenberg, and we can't, we, that wouldn't be great for you. One yeah. of the greatest comforts in my current life is that I don't think anyone has a reason to murder me, and like, <laughs> mm-hmm. as as soon as you form a business partnership with literally anyone, yeah. then... They're you... like, we should probably get life insurance on each other, right? That would yeah. just be smart. Um, okay, we gotta talk about this for a second. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> um, so, I, have you guys ever listened to Stuff You Missed in History class? No. Not in a while, but I did listen to it years and years ago when I had an eight hours a day podcast listening job. Yes. Uh, it's an extremely good podcast, and uh, they always have very interesting stuff. My wife likes it a lot more than I do, but I, I do enjoy it, and I listen in sometimes. In the old days, people could 
just fucking take out life insurance yeah. on anyone without even asking them. Yeah, it was literally gambling. You are gambling to the insurance company. This person's not going to die. and No, this person is going to die, and they say that they're not. And then you're betting money on it. Like... They talked about, they have, I mean, there's so many stories about murderers on there because it's a podcast. Yeah. Um, they talk about, like, H.H. H. Holmes. People would come and stay at his murder hotel, mm-hmm. and he would take out a life insurance policy on somebody and then murder them. Like, how did you not have rules against this, yeah. you fucks? Yeah. Also, how did you not catch H.H. H. Holmes as a murderer immediately? <laughs> What's the matter with you? That's the thing, though. People love the idea of gambling, so... The fact that a company uh, thinks, well, you're just going to keep paying us forever and we're never going to have to pay out to you, of course they take that bet. Yeah. Uh, I hate companies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, the musical company is not very good. Yeah. I don't know but anything about it. How them, to get ahead sorry. in advertising. Pretty good. Hmm. How to succeed at business without really trying. Is that the not one great. with the talking boil? No, that's the one Jeff mentioned. <laughs> Okay. The one I mentioned is a 60s musical about a guy who works in the mailroom and then becomes like a executive. Because mm-hmm. he's Was just Daniel so Radcliffe in that at one point? Yes, I saw on Broadway Daniel Radcliffe and John Larroquette was his boss and they were a very Ooh, good team. Oh, what is Pretty he good. up to now? I don't know. Is he, is he working at some sort of night court? <laughs> I hope. <laughs> is John Larroquette alive? He must, he must be. be. He was just on Broadway a few years ago, like singing and dancing. He's now this is gonna sound years old. Mm-hmm. This is gonna sound like a crazy non sequitur, but if there was anyone in life who was secretly a wolf man, it would be John Larroquette, right? Mm. He doesn't have that crazed look about him. If he's any kind of secret monster, it's a vampire or a Dunwich yes. horror. Maybe he has such good hair, though. I can see him as a vampire. Or, not Dunwich Har. What's the one, the town full of fish people? He's maybe one of those. What? <laughs> the Black Lagoon. <laughs> no, the Lovecraft one. Uh, oh, my joke um, is pretty good, though. You Amity. Admit. <clears throat> no, Amity's the one with the poltergeists. What's the one from Jaws? Is that also Am- called Amity? Amity, also. Yeah. Amity Damn it. Too many. Too many of those. Mm. I guess Amity Vale is the one with the poltergeists. They had a horror there, right here. Yeah. Yep. And, uh... Friggin' Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga went and investigated What's, it. Okay, listen. Yeah. Listen up for a second here. <laughs> I, we talk, are we going to talk more about how Patrick Wilson shouldn't be allowed to be in any more horror movies? Yes. Because he's been in every one for five years. <laughs> Patrick Wilson showed up on the scene like 35 years old, and I was like, where the fuck did this guy come from? He's suddenly yep. starring in movies. He was in on 18. Broadway. He is a singer. This is why he was in movies like uh, Phantom of the Opera. And the A-Team. And then... All of a sudden, he's just in every horror movie. Everyone I scroll through on Netflix shows fucking Patrick Wilson, like, hiding behind a chair. What is this? How did this happen? Hiding behind a chair? I'm imagining a horror movie for babies that's just Patrick Wilson hiding behind a chair and then jumping out. But it has to be Patrick Wilson because he's contractually obligated to be in every horror movie. Sorry, it's uh, The Shadow Over Innsmouth. I think that John Larroquette might be one of those Shadow Over Innsmouth fish people. Mm. Mm. Can they hide themselves as regular people? Is that the idea? Uh, They're descended from Lovecraft fish monsters and are some kind of metaphor for uh, interbreeding of the races, which Lovecraft didn't Uh. like people to do. Cool. Yeah. 
did Patrick Wilson maybe sell his soul to Satan to be a movie star, and then the, like, monkey's paw curse of it is that he's only a movie star in bad horror movies? Yes, because he is the star of all those terrible movies, isn't he? Mm -hmm. I'm convinced that in, like, 2008, he signed a contract that he could only be in period pictures. Uh, because it was, like, Watchmen and then all of those horror movies that take place in the past. Uh, why are we, why do we continually, uh, alter history to ignore the A-Team? <laughs> I've been trying to bring it up and no one wants to talk about the A-Team and Patrick Wilson and the A-Team. I get confused, because who does he play in the A-Team? Uh, I forgot the bad guy. Cooper, right? Oh, He's okay. the FBI agent who's hunting them down. Yeah, I didn't remember that he was in that movie at all. That movie is so good. Mm, it, I mean, it's not. It's, it's not a good fun movie, for but Matt I love to watch. It. God, yeah. I know it's, it's on so Plex. I might have to watch it sometime. You should watch it. It's so <laughs> terrible and great. Yeah, they get a guy who is not Mr. T to shoot a tank at the ground to make it fly. Yep. Well, Was Mr. T's afraid of flying. He can't be a con. He can't be conscious while he's doing it. Mm, that's true. Uh, he's Quentin Jackson, who I think is a, is a he's a UFC guy. Okay. Yeah, but he's also not the one who fires the tank at the ground to keep it, to steer it. Uh, listen, I don't, that's the only part of that movie I remember because it was in the trailer, and I did see that movie in theaters. Yeah, I did too, and that's a great idea. That's a great action, dumb action movie thing. Actually, the other part I remember is when I, when, is when I realized that Charlotte Coakley was in it, because at one point he has his not South African character do a South African accent because he's yes. South African. I was like, Weird. oh, hey, it's that guy. Yep. Anyway. No, everything about that movie is great. It's so <laughs> dumb and it doesn't even try not to be dumb and I really have respect for that. It's it's really weird that a movie starring Liam Neeson, Bradley Cooper, and Charlotte Copley and Patrick Wilson is like, at best, mediocre? It's, well, I mean, that's, a, pre lot, that's right? a pretty stacked cast, though. I mean, none of them are good. <laughs> like... They're not good All... in it either, but they're like, <laughs> Liam Neeson's an Academy Award winning actor. So's Bradley Cooper, I think. That's true, but I've never seen Bradley Cooper on a movie poster and been like, well, that's going to be a good movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. I was more <laughs> intrigued by, uh, by A Star is Born when I found out he directed it. And wrote it. Well, well, adapted it. Yeah, I'm say. not giving him credit for writing yeah. it. He, he included <laughs> scenes that were in, like, the 30s version of it. Yeah. <sighs> well. Lady Gaga. Yeah, she's is, good. We all like Lady good. Gaga. Yeah. I feel like Lady Gaga would be more likely to get me to see a movie than Bradley Cooper. Oh, you know yeah. Are you going to watch that crazy Gucci movie? I'm kind of intrigued by it. Uh, I don't think so, because I think it's going to make me incredibly furious, because yeah. I hate watching rich people do things. Mm -hmm. And Jared Leto's in it. Yeah. Ugh, God, <laughs> and he's in, like, weird, bald, fat guy makeup. Yeah. God, why do they keep making him do that? They don't make him, do he wants to do he that. He shows up at the audition in the makeup already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we were going to cast you as the young hot one. And he's like, no. <laughs> I won't have it. I'm eating garbage right now. Look at me. I'm so <laughs> twisted. 
God, he looks like Wario in this movie. <laughs> now, if it was a Wario movie, I would definitely go see it. I would be so disappointed oh, if they made a live-action Wario movie and cast Jared Leto. That would suck. Yeah, that would I suck. I think that might be the best thing. God, Why? I'm thinking about who... Here's who you would cast. You would cast Danny DeVito. You can't. You'd cast Brian Blessed when he was young. This is the problem. Who could do it nowadays? I don't even know. (sighs) If only Bob Hoskins was still alive. (laughs) Yeah, now at his age, he could be Wario. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, I think. I think. All right, hear me out. I think that the only person who has the comedy chops for it and who recently became hunkily fat again in a sexy way is Jonah Hill. Oh, I thought you were going to say Zach Galifianakis. No, he's he's too he's not uh, mean enough. You need someone who can do mean funny like Jonah Hill, and someone someone people will be abominably horny for when the movie comes out. <laughs> how or, about considering what I was talking about for this week? How about Matt Berry? Yeah, he could also be Wario. I don't know if he can do oh. an Italian accent. I think, I think he can he... get close enough. <laughs> yeah. I, re- I thought American accent, and then I was like, Wario's not American. <laughs> but it does open the the door to having Noel Fielding play uh, Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> this is now a BBC period drama about Wario and Waluigi. <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's one of those oh. like sports dramas on HBO. Oh my god! About them playing Mario Tennis. Yes, mm. yes. Oh my god! This is such a good idea. Uh, all right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to the show. We can't do better uh, than that. We just yeah. can't. Yeah, this is where. Yeah, you got to cap is my it retirement from podcasting. <laughs> Uh, uh, thanks everyone for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes or whatever podcatcher you use. And please tell your friends about the show so that we can continue to grow the audience. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or you can join our Discord. Uh, just send us a message on Mastodon. I'm at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. All my stuff's on the friggin' website, WeaponizedLanguage.com. Hey! Hey, I'm just some friggin' guy. It's me, Super Mario. Hey, uh, it's me, Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I like this cool Dracula. Has there ever been any <laughs> urban Draculas? I don't think so. This is an untapped uh, market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Depends on whether that is a code word. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't intended to be, but it also works as a joke that way. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you can talk to me about Dracula or other things at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. Don't talk over my credits. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go on. If only Dracula was dead and loving it somehow. <laughs> is that anything? <laughs> Oh my god. He's never felt more alive, actually. <laughs> the Dracula. Yep. Alright, gang. Well, thanks everyone for listening to the show. Enjoy your November. I was going to say Halloween, but you already did. Jeff, there's no way Jeff edited this and put it out okay. today. No, don't say hopefully, Jeff. He, they did enjoy their Halloween. We have given them this blessing. Yeah, if yep. you didn't enjoy your Halloween, piss no. off. No. <laughs> You're, this isn't for you. If you didn't enjoy your Halloween, do it again right now. Yeah. yeah. Halloween 2, the sequel to Halloween. Halloween is what you make of it. 
Halloween you know? 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Someone once ha- proposed on Twitter, I think, that the 31st of every month should be Halloween. Ooh, I love this. Only- and the first of every month should be April yes. Fool's Day. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Oh, very good. Very, very good. We only have Fool's Day and Halloween in a row every year. <laughs> every month. Every month. Yes. Sorry. Every yes. month. <laughs> God, I'm excited for November Fool's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, but then you have to figure out seasonal fool pranks to do. No, you yeah, don't. And the, you do the specifically, same prank, cushion. Specifically, <laughs> the November 1st one is going to get into some tricky uh, moral area where people are trying to austerely uh, remember dead loved ones and saints. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, they'll <laughs> trick you into thinking that your dead loved ones are alive again. This is bad, you see. <laughs> anyway, everyone please enjoy your Guy Fox day. <laughs> Thank you, yes. Uh, remember, remember the 5th of November, and everyone, until next week, also please remember that you can fuck up on the internet in so many ways. We're gonna gunpowder treason and stop doing this podcast. Pumpkin Spice Donuts! Close enough, right? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Pre-game, you're supposed to enjoy it on Halloween and after. Uh, no, because yep. the dollar store is right around the corner, <laughs> and they're the place that sells nerds ropes. The almighty dollar store. Yeah, I, I go to an Ayn Rand libertarian dollar store. <laughs> <laughs> How can it be any worse than the current dollar store where everything's all over the floor because nobody cares? <laughs> Maybe that's why they're like that. Maybe uh, they're, they're all, all libertarian. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. But it's actually a really nice one. They, it gets cleaned up by the invisible hand of the free market. Oh, okay. Ooh. Trains. Trains take the trash away. Uh-huh. <laughs> they do, probably. We have no idea where those trains end, but we know at the other end is some kind of libertarian superhero. I don't know anything about at- the... the uh, uh, What's it called? Atlas Shrugged. It's <laughs> gonna say the Fountainhead. That's a different one. They're all the same. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I feel like I can't even joke about Anne Rand because it makes me so mad that people take it seriously. Yeah. It's and, like, um... And not just like, dummies who are like, I want something to cover up my racism. People who should be smart and want you to think that they're smart will try to use it too like what are you talking about no it doesn't make sense stop it yeah i remember i knew a guy in college who was extremely trying to get people to read atlas shrugged and at the time i'd never really heard of it so i was like uh hmm a book about philosophy as fiction huh i like that and i like let him talk to me for a little bit about what it was about and then at the end of it, I was like, okay, gotta go. And then I was like, guys, I don't think Mark is very smart. <laughs> like, I thought he was smart until I had this conversation, and now I can't think of him as anything but a dumb idiot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ter- <clears throat> turns out the fiction was that libertarianism is a viable philosophy. Uh-huh. Yeah. I remember During the conversation, I just at one point said, wait, he's the CEO of a train company, and he knows how to build trains? And... <laughs> 
And Mark was like, yeah. And I was like, why would he know how to do that? And then Mark just changed the subject. (laughs) Yeah. God, is that the reason? Is Atlas Shrugged the reason why everyone thinks Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk know anything? Yes. They're like, oh, he's the head of Amazon. He must know how to stuff envelopes and uh, he personally delivers all the packages, right? (laughs) All in one night. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's literally what Ayn Rand thought a CEO was, Uh, according to her writings. It didn't start with her. That's the human narrative we love for some stupid reason, because we're dumb apes. Like, every um, fairy tale is like, and he's the prince, and he's the best archer in the kingdom, and etc, etc, etc. Like, (laughs) Yeah, I get. I don't think that's true. Actually, I think the princes are are equal times the villain. Well, but the <laughs> idea that someone has divine right, right, and they're really great at doing things. Mm-hmm. She did the the synthesis of all of the work that had come before, which is uh, a man is very good by uh, by accident of his birth, and yep. uh, if you do the capitalism best, it means that you're morally the best. Yes. But, like, it's so odd because I understand how that argument works if you believe in God, because it's like, yeah, of course, if God chose him to be the richest person, it must be because he's the best. Mm -hmm. But if you just believe in, quote-unquote, the market as your God, then how do you not, like, how do you square that with the fact that this person started with all the money and just lost not that much of it? Uh, you don't ever think about that part, and you don't have to, because none of it uh, You can't be a philosopher way. and do that! <laughs> it's confirmation bias, right? You're like, I see how successful they are, and they come from a line of successful people. All of this makes sense. Yes, there's no other explanation besides that they're genetically successful. It's certainly that they don't pass the money down, and money is actually <laughs> just the only thing you need to seem successful. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hold on, I have a smudge on my screen and it's going to drive me crazy. Oh, I thought someone was busting into some Halloween candy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm busting into Ghost some Halloween into... Uh, wet wipes. <laughs> so some everlasting gob slimers. <laughs> Can you it's imagine? It's like candy, but it's also spooky. Yeah, that's pretty good. Thanks. <laughs> Can you imagine going to a house for Halloween for trick-or-treating and they give you, like, uh, travel size <laughs> shampoos and wet wipes and things. Oh, I mean, God, like, that definitely <laughs> happened this year during Halloween, right? People got hand sanitizer for sure. For sure, yes. And, oh, like, man. as a kid, I would have hated that, but as an adult, that doesn't yeah. sound too bad, actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I keep a pack of wet wipes in the um, glove compartment of my car and, yeah, like... Me too. The number of times that that is a lifesaver is crazy. Yeah. Because you forget when you get a flat tire or something terrible happens on the side of the road, your hands are going to get filthy. And then you're yep. still going to have to drive somewhere once you get it, like, basically sorted out. And ironically, the candy lifesavers aren't don't, don't save your life that often. Mm, it's true. Mm, I don't know. What if you <laughs> need sugar? Uh, that's the best you got? Yeah. What if you're drowning in a tiny swimming pool? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, what if you're Tom Thumb? (laughs) You're drowning in a a cold or room temperature liquid at most, otherwise it'll melt too fast. Yes. Speaking of holiday candies, I know a surprising number of people who have fond childhood memories of Lifesavers books in their Christmas stockings. Do you know this? They sell them at Target, and every time I look at it, I'm like, who is this for? (laughs) Like... Uh, a bunch of kids in the 80s and 90s, apparently. I guess. 
Um, uh, Jeff, it's like a little like fake novel tome, but made of cardboard, but it's full of rolls of lifesavers. Every <laughs> every page is a roll of lifesavers somehow. That's very strange. It yes. is, yeah. It's I, like it's like somebody after prohibition ended. They were like, "But I got so good at hiding things in books. <laughs> How do I turn this into a marketing thing? I know I'll hide candy and books for kids." Uh, when you said lifesavers books, I was like, "Are they like novels about the lifesavers characters? <laughs> yeah. A novelization of the plot of lifesavers? <laughs> Could it possibly be like a?" A wilderness survival guide, but Lifesavers branded for some reason. 